Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From supercharges, brakes, exhaust kits, and more, 122 million parts. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability, no system. No matter how advanced can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions, always drive safely. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. We are recording this on Thursday. Week one is about to begin. Bucks, Cowboys, we will not be talking about that game because we don't know what happens yet. But a few things. We have freaking huge news. Woo! The Bad Quarterback League is back. We mentioned yeah. this earlier this week. It's back. <laughs> with the vengeance. It's on FanDuel. You can play with us. If you have wanted to play in a league with us, you can do it now. FanDuel.com slash BadQB. It's dope. Yeah, back at Grantland, you know, they did it. Shouts out David Jacoby and Bill. Interceptions and fumbles are good. Touchdowns and yards are bad. It's the best league ever made. By the way, it's super cool that if you go to FanDuel and you just look at their side panel in the NBA or in the NFL lobby, it's one of its own things. So there's like single game, full roster, blah, blah, blah. Bad QB league. Yeah, so you can find it under game styles. You can just go to the URL, fanduel.com slash badqb. It's also the link to the room is in this episode description. So for this episode you're listening to, you can find it a thousand ways. It's like three bucks to enter. And it's really simple. It's like, as Craig said, interceptions and fumbles are good. Touchdowns and completions and yards are bad. And you have to pick a quarterback from six tiers. It's really simple. Mm -hmm. So like, you can't just only have bad quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and like Andy Dalton are like the best guys, obviously, tier one. And then Josh or Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are like tier six guys. You just got to pick one quarterback from every tier. You can't pick more than one quarterback from each tier. It's really fun. We're going to be doing it every week, so you can sign up at any point. If you do, our promo code for FanDuel is Ringer Fantasy. So use that if you're signing up for FanDuel for the first time. And yeah, you compete against us. There's only 10,000 spots. So once that fills up, it's filled up. So enjoy. It's exclusive. It's exclusive. Yeah, Bill's in it. A lot of the ringer people are in it. See if you're smarter than us at predicting who's going to suck. <laughs> We're going to get to our picks for the bad quarterback league for this week later. We're also going to give yeah. a bunch of prop bets, uh, prop bets that we like for this week that hopefully give you guys an idea of who you maybe you should be starting or sitting, but instead mm -hmm. of just giving you starts to advice, we're going to talk about players we like in the form of bets that we like. But first, holy crap, we have news. This just happened. We're recording this Thursday afternoon. 
Gus Edwards, Ravens running back, just tore his AC, well, tore his ACL this week. We just got word of it. Mm. Confirmed by Adam Schefter. So J.K. Dobbins, the Ravens starting running back, tore his ACL two weeks ago. Justice Hill, the Ravens third string running back, tore his Achilles a week ago. Now Gus Edwards has a torn ACL. That is Jeez. all three of the top Ravens running backs all out for the season in a 10-day span. DK, what the fuck do we do now? Uh, well, I think Tyson Williams is the main beneficiary here in the fantasy realm, and it, hopefully you already stashed him because I think he's probably not out there in a lot of leagues right now. But if he is, definitely go pick him up because he is, I think, looking like going to be the starter for the Ravens. And, you know, the Ravens are a team that can weather this kind of thing because their scheme manufactures uh, efficiency from the running back position. I'm not saying that, you know, Tyson Williams isn't going to be as good as J.K. Dobbins. He's not going to be as good as Gus Evers either, even probably. But they're still, I think, going to be efficient on the ground because of the things that Lamar Jackson does in terms of, you know, like his ability to run freezes the guys on the outside. It helps create lane, run lanes. It just changes the math for the offense. So I think their run game is still going to be effective, still going to be relatively efficient. Probably not as good like I said, as it would have been if all these guys hadn't gotten hurt. But this is a this is a team whose scheme, much like I guess you'd say the 49ers, you probably can get by with quote-unquote scrubs, guys off the street, guys that you probably hadn't heard of before. Um, so I'm definitely still very much in on Tyson Williams and starting him this week if you have him on your team, things like that. Um, past him, you know, we're looking at uh, Trenton Cannon, who they just signed. He's more of a special teams. He's kind of like the Justice Hill guy in this equation. So I don't know for sure how many touches he's going to get. But Le'Veon Bell, back from the dead, he's another guy to keep in mind because he was just signed to the Ravens practice squad this week. I'm guessing now, once he gets through all the, you know, I, I'm guessing they have like COVID protocols and things like that still to go through. But once he gets acclimated to the team, he's, I'm sure, going to get elevated to this to the active roster on game days and, and he's probably going to be the backup to Tyson Williams. So I love that Le'Veon is immediately relevant. It's, and no, he's it, on the Ravens. Revenge <laughs> tour, baby. It's insane that Le'Veon's relevant. I cannot believe we got to this point. I mean, how often do we talk about people doing their drafts like the Tuesday or Wednesday before the season so that you don't spend money on someone who's hurt before any games are played? Yeah. We did a bunch of drafts. Last, I had two different drafts last night and then Gus Edwards still gets hurt the first day of the season. We did. I got Tyson Williams in the ringer draft, by the way, with one of my last picks. Thank well, goodness. Congratulations. Yeah. Way to celebrate someone's injury. Not celebrating injuries, but how do you feel about that? Did you see that Marcus Peters tore his ACL on the next play at practice? Right. What, after what? The is play? going on? What is going they on? They said back to no, back. back, also, back yeah. Marcus Peters had also referenced Gus, the like whose nickname is the bus, as Gus, as like he will be on the bus, but like. <laughs> Not really like on the bus riding. to the hospital. Yeah, well, hopefully, well, the Ravens actually could get a bus. It would probably be cheaper if they just bus people to the hospital. On that note, I went through the IR, so I believe I have this right. But once Gus Edwards is on injured reserve, I believe there will only be twenty running backs in the entire NFL who are on injured reserve, and six of the twenty will be from the Ravens or Rams. What the hell? <laughs> That's bizarre. So you got to add Le'Veon. Yeah, you got to right? add Le'Veon. Stash him just in case he ends he up really becoming though? the starter. Yeah, because we don't know for sure if Tyson Williams is like the answer for them. But Le'Veon Bell's toast. I mean, is he maybe, maybe. I feel like if they envisioned Le'Veon as anything, it's because Tyson Williams had very little experience. Gus Edwards is only two or three years in the league, and they're like, we need at least one veteran here. But like, is Le'Veon Bell actually going to get reps? Like, I feel like they have to make some kind of trade or sign Todd Gurley. Yeah, but when when you say they want one veteran there, 
for what? Like locker room vibes? Le'Veon's not exactly the coolest dude in the world, it seems like, in the <laughs> locker room. Like, I don't know why. I don't think they need a veteran behind Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams just to like talk talk shop about the running back position. I, I imagine they envision him at least getting some time. Man. Why would you bring up Todd Gurley at this point in time, Heifetz? Because they hmm. need a free agent. Hmm. Oh, oh, because you're upset because I he's not signed anywhere, and we have a, a, a large, a large wager. He plays football again. Yeah. If the Ravens don't sign Todd Gurley, then I think I'm gonna try out for the Ravens. He's probably never getting signed anywhere, right? Here's the deal, Heifetz. On a serious note, they did have him work out over at some point yeah. in the offseason. I don't remember when it was, but they ended up signing Le'Veon Bell over him. And honestly, I think Le'Veon Bell is probably. Um, in a position where he's more fresh and, and I guess more explosive at this point in his career. The other guy that you have to keep in mind here is Latavius Murray, who just got released from the Saints. Uh, it sounded like he wants to play for the Ravens. He's already mentioned it uh, on the public record. So he could be another guy they add. So, you know, those are some potential ads if you're looking for help, if you had Gus Edwards in your lineup already. So do we know anything about Tyson Williams? He's a guy. Not a lot. He plays football. Here's one thing that's a little bit worrisome. He went undrafted in 2020 in large part because he missed most of his final season in college with a torn ACL. So just <laughs> put that guy in bubble cool. wrap, you know, and just be careful. There's obviously something, some bad like vo- like voodoo happening with this. Ba- it's like they've got, they've been cursed. Uh, and they didn't everybody's sign getting early. Maybe. He undrafted free agent out of BYU. He originally, st- he was a four-star recruit. He came out of South Carolina, went and started out South Carolina and then transferred to BYU. Um, pretty unremarkable college career when undrafted. He has looked good, I would say, in the preseason in terms of like, he's kind of like Gus Bus. He's, he's very big, physical, you know, run up the middle of the field, break tackles, bang into people, that kind of runner. I don't think he's much in the passing game, but he could probably end up being like a low-end RB2 flex just because of the offense he's in now. I think he's startable in week one. Tyson yeah. Williams is yeah. a startable player if you're thinking about it, which is what a sentence. Here we are. Welcome to the NFL season, everyone. Okay. Is this week 13? What happened? So crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's going on. I, I don't I don't know. They should trade for someone. Who, who I, do you I, want to trade for? 10 days to lose three running backs is, is absolutely absurd. All right, let's get to some prop bets. We're going to be doing this every Friday. We're going to be going through a bunch of prop bets. You can find them on FanDuel Sportsbook, and we're going to Try to make some money here. We're going to keep track. So we're going to give you three over-unders each week. We're going to try to keep track throughout the season. We're going to see who's going to win. If you have ideas for like what the stakes of this should be, please email ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com. We don't <laughs> actually have stakes yet. I'm- yeah, it can't be like monetary. It'll be like embarrass each other type things. Maybe something we can do on the podcast. I don't know. Throw stuff yeah, out Yeah, let there. me toss out one idea. So yeah, we're going to each do over-unders only and tally each week. So I'm thinking each week, this is my initial idea, is that if the guy who gets dead last the two people above him that week get to like write out a sentence or two that the other person has to read on air. <laughs> and then maybe this could go south quickly. And then maybe, you know, we can have uh, like listeners email us for like what the end of the year punishment is or something like that. Again, nothing insane, nothing that'll get us fired. Or if you think of something better weekly, um, that's appropriate yet still tastefully funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Please send that in. It's a narrow scope. I wanted to do the Waffle House thing, and then DK was like, gave me the look of like, I have like a young child. I have a family. And like, I will <laughs> not, not. 24 hours in a Waffle House. I will, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing you do before I'll you pay have you, children. <laughs> I'll pay you American, hard-earned American currency before I do that. <laughs> okay, so with all that said, DK, give us a prop bet for this week that you like. All right, so. Oh, and might we add that we are actually putting money on these. 
This is Correct. not something yeah, where we not. give you our picks and then we don't actually place the bets. We are placing money on FanDuel on these bets each week. So this is real, folks. Yeah. Every week. Great, great note. On that note, my first one is Kyler Murray over 259.5 passing yards. So basically, he has to hit 260 this week. I think he can do it. For starters, this is the second highest. This is Cardinals versus Titans. Two teams with without much of a defense, especially without much of a pass defense. This game has the second highest uh, over-under for the week, but only behind the Chiefs and the Browns. Neither team, like I said, has any cornerbacks. There's going to be a lot of passing. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. It's going to be back and forth. Looking back before Kyler suffered the injury, the shoulder injury that he, you know, that kind of had his performance fall off in the second half of the season, so basically through 10 weeks last year, he hit the over, this over, six out of 10 games last year. Now, that was... In context, that was in a season without much of a preseason. DeAndre Hopkins, who they just acquired, was just getting his feet wet in this offense. Basically, no one else really stepped up in that offense. Um, now he has a guy like Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. I know that A.J. Green looked terrible last year, but everything we've heard so far is that he looks like the old, the, the A.J. Green of old, so we'll see if that actually happens. Um, in theory, basically what I'm saying is I think this offense has a potential to potentially make a jump. Uh, potential to potentially make a jump. I know I said that twice, but I don't know. It's a lot of potential. I'm just looking at this and I'm saying week one, defenses are going to, I think, have to catch up with offenses here to start the the season. Um, And I think Kyler Murray just has the, you know, he's just going to go off in this game and and pass for like 300 plus yards. So hitting the over. Let me piggyback in here with mine. Uh, I think I'm taking Kyler over 42 and a half rushing yards. All offense, all offense, baby. He did this seven out of 10 times last year. And those 10 times, I mean, before he hurt his shoulder, he ran for over 42 yards. Seven of those 10 games where he was healthy. Uh, Like you said, yeah, this is the second highest total, point total of the week. Uh, Both these teams run a million plays. And both these teams' defenses suck. I don't, here's what I don't buy this year. Everyone's like, I feel like the common narrative is like, Kyler's not going to run as much. There was that one quote. Yeah, got everyone. Kyler, Kyler said it. He, he like he quarterbacks like say that all the time though I feel like he like yeah. intimated that he wanted the offense to be more balanced and efficient and they don't want to have to rely on him running that is horseshit he's like the best <laughs> running quarterback in the league this dude's gonna be scrambling all over the place uh, 42 seems low in game one when they're gonna be putting up 55 points total in this game uh I'm happy taking the over on 42 and a half. So if you guys combine those, because you can same game parlay both those on FanDuel, so that's actually becomes more than two and a half to one if both those things hit the over in the rushing yards. That's a fun one. What is it, 50 rushing and 270 passing? It's 42 and a half, yeah. Okay. Two and a half to one if you hit both. Do you think both are possible or it's kind of one or the other? So Absolutely. I think both are possible. I... I put the only reason I would push back a little bit on Craig on yours is that the Titans don't have much of a pass rush, or at least not that we've seen really. And a lot of Murray's rushing yardage last year was on scrambles. Like he's an incredible scrambler. So if he doesn't get out and scramble a lot in this game, he may not hit that over, but I could still see it happening absolutely just because I just think it takes three scrambles for him to get to 42 yards. Totally. I mean, like three, like if he has three scrambles and two designed runs, he hits it. Have you guys seen the video uh, that has Kyler Murray scrambling? But there's a, uh, a a soccer announcer doing the over like the during the announcing or whatever, and he just starts mimicking a motorcycle like. Yes, <laughs> it's like I can't watch Kyler play without that without that sound effect in my head because he just looks like a freaking Ducati out there. He's just so fast. I'm so torn about all these overs because on one hand, the way to win 
is like usually just to take unders right. with cool players. Right, because people get injured. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's just like also they know, who bets unders? What kind of person bets the under in life? Like you <laughs> bet overs to root for shit. No one, like unless you're playing against the team, like you take the Kyler Murray over passing yards. Who bets against Kyler Murray to get oh, under 40 rushing yards? Yeah. So they have to artificially set them higher than they really are just to normalize the, the both sides of the bet. So generally, if you take unders, they're a better value, but then you're like rooting for Kyler Murray to not scramble, which is like a not a good way to live life. But the flip side is that in week one, offense is like always now going to have an advantage in these first couple weeks of the season with all this less practice time. So I'm like so torn here on the overs. <laughs> I'm just looking through our list. We got a lot of overs, so, but that's well, fine. It's, it's like, do you really want to bet the <laughs> under in life? Like, life is too short to bet the under, man. Okay. Yeah. All right, what Mine's do you got? Mine's not as cool as yours. <laughs> I, uh, I'll start with a cooler one. I I was going to talk about Miles Gaskin. We'll get to him later. I'll just, while you guys are talking about players, I'll talk about my cool. But I think Patrick Mahomes over 313 passing yards. Ooh, I'm already going to say off the jump that, like, this number is very high. Like, this number is very high. Because Patrick Mahomes can throw five touchdowns and not hit 313 yards. Having said that, Patrick Mahomes might just go down as the best player in the history of the NFL in September. He has 32 touchdowns and zero interceptions in the month of September. <laughs> like, Jeez. like that's, that's fucking crazy. He also is averaging 330 yards a game in September. Didn't they run it like 35 times week one last year, though? Are you yes. a little worried that's going to happen? And they're playing a team in the Browns who also run the ball. That's the thing. So, like, I, I think my concern here, if Fandle were to put up a prop over the weekend where it was passing touchdowns, I would hit that over on Patrick Mahomes for sure. But Patrick Mahomes is, like, the most exciting player in week one every single year. And just the, like, I think my question, guys, is do you think the Browns can keep it a game? Because if the Browns are yeah. not keeping it up, then I think it's not going to happen. But if the Browns are going back and forth with Mahomes, I think Mahomes just actually explodes. See, that's actually a good reason for for betting the overs because I do think the Browns have the firepower to keep it close because they have, you know, they have the balance to get first downs and get like good down a distance on third downs with their running backs. But then also, I think you know, with Odell coming back, it sounds like he's looked spectacular in the preseason. Jarvis Landry, Don Donovan Peoples Jones has gotten a lot of hype in the preseason. Maybe they have more like offensive firepower, passing firepower than we think. And obviously, going back to last year. Um, Baker Mayfield finished the season on an absolute tear. So maybe we're just kind of forgetting about him a little bit, but um, I I definitely would take the under, but I can see where you're coming from on this, and I kind of like it. Well, if Warren Sharp is is like sharp here, this is the dullest bet I can recommend is Patrick Holmes over. <laughs> right, like I understand right. that like they have to raise that by 30 yards to even get it even. However... Realistically, I think it's like don't put a lot on it, but like you do want to be rooting for Patrick Mahomes at week one. Speaking of this, I've got a Patrick. This has Mahomes big one. what is betting energy. This <laughs> has big like yeah. just just logged onto a sports book energy. But hey, <laughs> maybe it'll hit. This is yeah. This I'm being one transparent. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thinking outside the box here, Hyphen. Well, I, uh, I'm much more excited about my Miles Gaskin one, but I thought, felt like you guys started with Kyler Murray. I got Miles Gaskin over 50 yards rushing too. I think that's a cinch, but that's not as cool. <laughs> okay we're trying to make money not be cool danny i got i have a patrick mahomes one that we might as well do while we're talking about mahomes patrick mahomes over 14 and a half rushing yards and so first of all this is like one or two scrambles i think this is going to happen because number one 
Mahomes is just that guy who's going to like keep plays alive. You know what I mean? Like reverse the field, scramble, roll out, do whatever. Um, it's not going to be on a lot of design runs, but he hit the over on this 10 out of 15 full games last year um, based on this number. And the Chiefs have a whole new offensive line. I think it's going to take them a minute, even if they are, even if they have impressed in the preseason and and they're very feeling very confident about it. It might take it like a couple of series for them to like figure everything out, especially against a Browns defensive line that looks really, really solid coming at this game. I mean, obviously they have um Miles Garrett, they signed Jadavian Clowney. Um, I could just see Mahomes having to run a little bit in this game, especially early on as they settle in. And so I don't know. This this one is the antithesis, I guess, to Heifetz's one because it's not exciting whatsoever. But 14 and a half does this doesn't feel like that much for Mahomes is really good at scrambling and he has some like some of the best plays of his career are scrambles and like long runs. And yet I think he's the least athletic looking runner I've ever seen for someone who's like good at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't like he, like he covers ground, but he just doesn't look fast. Is this well, it? he's kind of lumbering. He has an odd way of running. He kind of like waddles. He, he kind of like shuffles yeah, and waddles forward. He's got the head tilted to do the side. He's kind of an interesting guy. <laughs> it's kind of like all the stuff we hear about him as a pitcher. He looks like a pitcher trying to get to a ground ball. Like yeah, I don't do this all the time, but oh, I. Uh. So I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching Mahomes. I'm like I'm gonna be yelling for him to tuck and run. It's probably a sharper bet than my over the passing yards, <laughs> but mine's more fun. Yeah, fair enough. All right, tell us about Gaskin. Why, why do you like Gaskin? Okay, I, I understand that the Mahomes bet's probably kind of stupid. The Gaskin one, I believe this one, over 49 and a half rushing yards. I just think Miles Gaskin is is the guy in Miami and, and that this is a mm-hmm. line that's like pretty low because for all we've talked about two and stuff, I I have been expecting Miami to bring in another running back to compete. They really haven't. Malcolm Brown and like Salvin, like they don't have a ton of guys in that backfield. I think they, that is a huge sign of confidence that they really liked Miles Gaskin's training camp. And they've kind of talked about him being the three-man back. Flores has alluded to it, the head coach in Miami. I mean, I think that for a team that maybe establishing the run isn't like the best way to win football games, but I do think the Dolphins don't want to give up the running game. Like yeah. 50 yards, the, this matchup against New England's not awesome. But it's kind of a low bar for a game that is, I, I highly doubt the Patriots are going to run away with this. I just feel like Miles Gaskin's going to get a lot of carries. I, there's no reason to expect they won't be able to run in all four quarters. It's not like the game script will get away from them. Like, I, it just kind of seems too good to be true. Yeah, I mean, a starting running back over 50 yards is usually like a solid bet, kind of regardless of the matchup. Yeah. I, yeah, because my first thought in this was, ooh, you're going against the Patriots? Like, their front seven looked ab- absolutely freaking dominant in the preseason. That doesn't mean anything of, anything, of course. But, like, yeah. But they looked good. They were flying around. You know, they have good players. Uh, Matthew Judon looks like the truth. Um, but at the same the time... Truth. At the same time, they're going up against a rookie quarterback. So I could see a guy like Brian Flores just trying to play it a little conservative, you know, try and control the football... Um, not get too crazy because if you're going to lose to a rookie quarterback, it's because you make turnovers, right? And I, I could see him basically just being like, "We're not going to let our, we're not going to beat ourselves." So I'd actually do kind of like this one. You don't need to be efficient to get over 50 yards with the way I think Miami's going to run the ball in this game. Yeah, yeah. All right, Craig, what do you got? <laughs> Nothing like an inefficient 50 yards bet. <laughs> Look, man, I tell you one that's going to win, you don't like it. I tell you one that's cool, you don't like it. I don't know what you want from me. I don't like any of yours, Heifetz. That's the thing. Yeah, we'll see what your wallet looks like on Monday. We'll see. (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. Featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. So I'm going Damian Harris over 69 and a half rushing yards this week against Miami. The Pats are three-point favorites at home. You guys just didn't buy my Damian Harris cold water did you well i mean hell they got rid of Ram- i mean not they I got rid of cam I'm just kidding. and I'm just kidding. burkhead those are the two goal line guys <laughs> he's going to be on the field the entire time ramon j stevenson dislocated his thumb like a week ago i really think yeah that at sucked. least for week one you know perhaps things will change down the road for week one it's got to be damian harris is the guy i think they want to be a lot more balanced with mac and the patriots are just like a really strong run blocking team and miami's one of the worst run-stopping teams in the league. Uh, the Pats averaged 167 yards rushing per game last year against Miami. And every time Harris Ooh, gets touches, dang. he puts up a lot of yards. He had 14 or more touches six times last year, and he averaged 86 yards in those games. And I think 14 touches for him is his floor. I mean, I think he'll easily see 14 yeah. carries. I don't know who else is getting the damn ball on the ground. This is, yeah, this is exactly the same vibes slash analysis as what we were just talking about with Gaskin. It's like, I think... Bill Belichick is going to come into this game and be like, look, we're not going to try and put way too much stuff on Mac Jones' shoulder. We're going to run the ball. That's what we're good at. That's going to be our identity. And you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to try and just, like, throw the ball all over the yard, especially with, like, you know, the receiving core that they have. Hunter Henry's just coming back. I bet you anything that they'll just, like, try and, like, smash mouth it, uh, play bully ball or whatever, and just go in there and run the ball. And so, yeah, I actually do like this. I was just joking about Damian Harris. It does suck, though, that Ramondre got hurt because that really hurts my uh, my hot take from the other day. Well, and conversely to the my, to the Gaskin thing, this is just a great matchup. I mean, Gaskins is a tough matchup, and Heifetz is hoping kind of for a volume push to get over 50. This is a fantastic matchup for Harris. He's the lead guy with a great O-line going up against a bad D-line. There you go. DK, you got another prop bet? Yes, I do. Alvin Kamara over 57.5 rushing yards. So they're playing the Packers, and I don't think even really the, the opponent doesn't really matter, but I do see this game kind of probably being somewhat close back and forth. Um, you know, I don't think that... I think that the I think the Saints defense is good enough to kind of like keep them in this game. I don't know for sure what we're going to get from the from the Saints offense in this one, but I I don't see this being like a runaway thing where the Saints have to completely abandon their run game. And with Latavius Murray now gone, Tony Jones is a big question mark. To me it just feels like this all says Alvin Kamara is just going to get more touches than he has in the past. Maybe not like a ton more touches. He's not going to be like Christian McCaffrey style, 
But instead of, you know, having 12 to 13 touches or running rushes a game, maybe he'll have like 15 to 16 this year or whatever it is. And um, so last year, this is this is idiot math, but I was just like, I just did this because it gives you a good visualization. So Kamara over his career has averaged five rushing yards per attempt. In order for him to hit the over on this, he would need 11 and a half carries. So I, I don't know. I just see him getting more carries than that. Not necessarily like he's going to average 5.0 exactly in this game or whatever, but um, I think he's going to get probably 15 to 18 ke- uh, rushes plus, you know, obviously a, a, hand, a handful of catches, but that doesn't really matter in this one. But I just think that they're going to use him more than maybe we're used to just because they don't have anyone else in this offense right now. And I think he's their best player on offense. Yeah, I was really close to I went this number jumped out to me when I was going through the sports book. I was like, what? 57 and a half feels so low. I guess my fear is they get down quick. Yeah. Kamara gets a ton of work in the passing game. And the Saints offense just kind of isn't really what we expect it to be. And we we're still kind of operating off recency bias of the Drew Brees Saints. And that, you know, Kamara has like a 12 carry for 42 yard game, but has nine catches. Right. I guess that's my only right. fear. Yeah. My my fear is, is similar in that. You mentioned he needs like 11 and a half, so it's 12 carries. Well, Kamara only averages like like 12 and a half carries a game last year or the last two years. So right. I think my fear is I just don't think the Saints are going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, you're banking on Latavius being gone and they like, you know, he gets four That's or five true. more carries a game, which I think is super possible. That's pretty much what I was basing the assumption on. I, was, I have two assumptions in this game. And number one, I think that it's going to be a close-ish game. The line is like three and a half. It's not like the Packers are favored by a bunch. Um, and then number two, the three and a half. That's <laughs> way lower than it should be. It's on, it's on a neutral field too, which is kind of weird. It's in Jacksonville. Um, yeah. Regardless, I, my assumption is it's going to be close ish game. And then he's going to get more touches than we're used to seeing just because of this offense and the way it's changed. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm kind of not that in on Camara this year. I, I think some of the things that have changed in the last two weeks has like brought me back to life a little bit with him. But there right. is a chance. There's still a small chance that, I mean, it's not like he's the least durable guy in the league. Like, he generally is pretty healthy and plays most games. Like, Sean Payton could just give him 20 carries a game. Like, he could get 22 rushes week one and where everyone's like, oh, shit, they're going to treat him like Zeke this year and then everything kind of changes. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's certainly in play. Right. I need you. All right. I got another one. I need your guys' help, though. So the Steelers are playing the Bills this week. There are mm-hmm. three over-unders I'm looking at, and I don't know. I'm so curious. What you th- it's like the Steelers' dilemma of who's going to get the ball. So you got Deontay Johnson over under 65 yards. Juju is over under 49 and a half. Chase Claypool's also over over under 49 and a half. I feel like the Bills are going to win this game, but I'm curious which of those three you guys it would bet on if you had to bet on one of those guys. It's Juju Ooh. and Claypool at 50, Deontay at 65. I don't think it's Claypool. Here's why. I think... I mean, listen, the Bills have a great defense and they spent their first two draft picks on front seven guys and pass rushers and the Steelers have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I think, obviously, the Steelers will try to be more balanced as an offense and not lead the league in passing this year. However, I think they might be forced into like 2020 Steelers in this week where Ben has to get the ball out quick. So these deep shots to Claypool might not be as abundant. So like, I kind of think Juju over 49 is like the sneaky play there, but the safe one is probably just Deontay over 65. We also just do under. Is it crazy to do under on Claypool, even though we like Claypool for this season? The fear there is he has like, you know, one big just takes a one big it. play. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> yeah. actually why I, my first reaction, Craig was the opposite of you. I was like, I'd take Claypool because you can get, 
you know, like 85% of it on one big play. And then he could just, you know, have two or three other catches and he's, he's in. So I don't know. I'm just, there, there is some worry though, that he's going to get shadowed by, uh, the Bills top corner, I'm blanking Drew on Davis his name. White. Yeah, so that could be an issue. Um, so maybe that's not the best bet. But that, that my first thought was just like, yeah, Claypool because he's the deep guy, he's the big play threat, and all it would take is like one or two solid deep shots, and you get it. This is the Steelers conundrum in a nutshell. Just yeah. So who's your pick? You got to pick one. I think I'd actually go Juju under 49 and a half. Now that we got to have an under here. Yeah. I'm thinking Juju under 49 and a half is actually what <laughs> there I want to go. go with. I like okay. it. All right, Craig, you got another prop bet? Yeah, I want to stay in the same game. I, I'm taking Stefan Diggs over 88 and a half receiving yards. This is like half a gut call and half stats. I'm, uh, 10 out of 16 games last year, including the game against the Steelers, he had uh, over 88 and a half yards. Against the Steelers, he had 14 targets, 10 catches, 130 yards of a touchdown. I mean, the Steelers absolutely blow against number one wide receivers. They get shredded by them every year. Every time I have a fantasy <laughs> guy going up against them, they go nuts. Uh, and the Steelers lost two corners this offseason. So I think the Bills are going to throw it a ton. Diggs, 88. This is like a classic week one low line. By week four, Stefan Diggs will be at like 100 and a half each week. So I, I, I can see this. this is a no-brainer. Yeah. I feel like the I feel like the Bills are just going to, based on how they played last year and then based on how they played in their uh, last preseason game, they're just going to go all out this year. It's just like no holds barred, spread it out, pass 90% of the time and just see where it goes. And I cannot wait to watch this. Are we at all worried about Stefan Diggs' knee? I mean, he's not in the injury report this week, so he's probably fine, but... I mean, no, not really. I, what what was it? It kept him out for a little while during training he's camp. He's got to practice it? for a little bit, Yeah, but it's probably precautionary. We're just curious. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, slight worry. I feel like... I'm worried about all NFL players. Every time an NFL player gets tackled, I'm like, oh, God, he's not getting up. But then it, then they get up. It's just like, these guys are so tough. Yeah, you can just say, what about Blank's knee and slot in any player? Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, he actually missed time for it. <laughs> I mean, that's, it? it's valid. It's valid, but still. Yeah, I'm still. just sure. asking. All right. All right, so we should run through. <laughs> so, Hyphens, who are your three bets? I'm taking Juju under 50 yards. I got Mahomes over 313 yards because I'm an idiot, but I will put like very little money on that, <laughs> just, to, that. just to root for Patrick Mahomes. And then Miles Gaskin over 50 rushing yards. Yeah, and I got Kyler Murray over 259.5 passing yards, a Patrick Mahomes over 14 and a half rushing yards, so basically two scrambles. Come on, Pat. And then Alvin Kamara over 57.5 rushing yards. Uh, I have Kyler over 42 and a half rushing yards because that narrative is fake that he's going to stop running. <laughs> I have Damian Harris over 69 and a half rushing yards and Stefan Diggs over 88 and a half receiving yards versus Pitt. Love it. Let's get all these overs out of our system. Let's yeah. also get a couple long shot here. Once. Yeah, a little special props. So wait, how are we going to count these? Do these count against us like each week? No. Okay. This these is just for fun. Well, these for these are like, money. Right. Yeah. Right. Just for fun. Okay. Special props are, are immune to the talent. Mm. But what if you win? No, it doesn't matter. What if it's like but if you hit a, on a one money of these ball. and you make ten times more money than if I make ten times more money than two of you, but I lost the other bets, but I hit one of these, that doesn't count. No, we're doing it's the over under battle. It's the it, these are all coin flip bets, so it's the over under battle. These special props, it's like DK's picking ones that are plus one twenty, and I'm picking one that's plus seven fifty. Oh, so how's that? Of the fair? season that'll even. <laughs> out. What if that's we? What if? I, what if we do two separate? battles 
And the no, and the person that ends up make, one battle, the person that makes the most money out. on special props over the end of the year wins. How about that? One battle, keep it simple. Well, here's my: I got Jamal Williams Ooh. is plus two fifty to score rushing touchdowns, so two and a half to one. I like that a lot. Like DeAndre Swift has a groin injury; he it seems like he's going to play. I just don't think he's going to get the goal line touches. And even though I think the Niners will probably destroy the Lions, I just think Jamal Williams essentially needs a goal line back two and a half to one to score rushing touchdown. Also, he's twenty six to one to get two. Which is nuts, and I'm a little psycho, but like I kind of like that one too. Go for it. I'm not. I don't know if the Lions are going to score two touchdowns in this game. Is <laughs> that's that's a problem. Also, on that note, same one for the Lions Niners game. Raheem Mostert is is five to one to be the first person to score a touchdown. That is literally mine. Are you looking at the doc? <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that down. No, you didn't. Oh my God, we both have it. We both look. We both have it. Yours is not, I didn't see yours because I don't read the fine print, but mine is literally in Are bold. Are you serious? <laughs> wow, look at us. Who would have thought? That's yes, funny. first TD score of the game, Raheem Mostert. Because let's be honest, I think the Niners the odds Niners are great. Score the Niners score the first touchdown. This is going to be like the third play of the game. He's going to take a run 80 yards and score a touchdown. Yeah, 100%. Well, like, obviously, the Niners are scoring first, and you're like, well, if they run, it's probably like, I don't think rookie Trey Sermon's getting the goal line carries, and I also don't know if Trey Lance is either. Like, I just feel like, I Mostert's like going to score. If this first quarter happens five times, I think Raheem Mostert will absolutely score a touchdown in one of those six scenarios. I completely, yeah. Wow, we are on so the same So that's mine. So way to go. Way to read what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, that, I was in there first. Get out of here. Yours is fine print. I don't read that. I don't read all the explanations <laughs> you put. DK only reads the teleprompter. You never read the teleprompter. We got to We're also, out okay, once here. again, this is what Heifetz does every episode. You're supposed to put one bet. He has three. Which one is it? Oh. You got to pick one. I agree with this normally. First of all, I thought we were not counting these. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm telling people what I'm betting on. Craig, I agree with you 95% of the time about this, but I have three here for my, for my <laughs> one. <laughs> the whole point is it's a special prop. We all bet on one special prop. It's not like, well, there's like seven things I kind of like. That's I'm fair. being transparent. It's unbelievable. Your gripe is fair, Craig. However, I'm just still going to say the three of these. My my official okay. one is Jalen Hurts scores a touchdown. Basically, it's any touchdown not passing. So either receiving or rushing. I'm guessing it's going to be a rushing touchdown. But I also think, so there's, there's three in here that I really like. Jalen Hurts anytime TD is plus 170. If you're feeling really spicy, Jalen Hurts, the first touchdown score in this game is 11 to 1, which That's I kind of like. Good. I kind of like really, that one a lot. It's really interesting. And then Kyler Murray, this goes back to the Kyler Murray rushing thing, Craig. Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown, so basically a rushing touchdown, is plus 120. So I like all That's three nice. of those. My, I'm choosing Jalen to Hurts touchdown. touchdown. I'm choosing Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, plus 170. But I think that the 11 to 1 that he is going to be the first touchdown scorer is pretty great too. And that has to be rushing as well, correct? Correct. Or, or receiving? Can't be a, it can't be a passing touchdown. It has to be rushing or receiving. That's pretty good. Okay. We will see. I, I kind of reject the premise that if I lose the pro, the over-unders, but Jamal Williams gets two touchdowns and I get plus 20, I get 26 times my money that I should lose. But we will, we will uh, it's fine, Craig. You, here's how you win, because you actually get that money. But in the context of our show, <laughs> you don't get a little tally. But congrats, don't you just got $400. Yeah. That should be enough, I think, uh, right? Fine. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Okay. Don't look a gift horse in the mouse, Heifetz. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. 
They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. Let's get to the bad quarterback league. I'm just unreasonably excited to do this every Friday. Again, you pick <laughs> six quarterbacks. There are six tiers. So you can't just pick like Andy Dalton and Daniel Jones. Like they're both in the same tier. So you got to pick one. So we're going to go through each tier. We're going to explain who we're picking. It's really fun. Again, FanDuel.com slash Bad QB, you can play along with us. It's like three bucks to enter. We're doing it every week. It's going to be a lot of fun. So without further ado, the revival of the bad quarterback league, tier one. AKA the worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. Or you could argue the best of the best. Well, yes. You probably should argue. All that. right. So tier one includes Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Jared Goff, Teddy Bridgewater, and Mac Jones. Who'd you guys take? Who's going to play the shittiest? I have Daniel Jones because... Um, For obvious reasons. Yeah. Mac Jones should not be in this tier. I'm surprised. He got a yeah. He got a bad. He got a bad draw in this one. But Daniel Jones is 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 is. The, I mean, it's both because I'm a Giants fan and uh, like self hatred, but also just like he has led the league in fumbles each of the last two years, and also has the situational awareness of like a deer <laughs> crossing the road at like one in the morning. <laughs> He's gonna get strip sacked a hundred percent in this game, which is seven points, right? If you if you lose a fumble, it's seven points. Where's my prop yeah. bet on Von Miller's strip sack Daniel Jones like on the first drive? Seriously, of the game? where's that prop bet? DK, who'd you take? So I t I went with Andy Dalton. The main Me too. the main reason is same exact deal as Daniel Jones. I could just see uh, Aaron Donald absolutely obliterating this Bears offensive line, strip sacking him. It's gonna happen. It will happen. The only thing I like about Andy Dalton more is he's not going to be, he's not going to run. And I don't think he's going to pass for as many yards as Daniel Jones. So I think he's going to score more points because he's going to have a worse game and get sacked and fumbled. So, right. And, and just how Russian quarterbacks are better in real fantasy football, <laughs> Russian quarterbacks are worse in the bad quarterbacks league. Right. That's why I like Dalton as well. Also, there's a little sneaky chance that Dalton just gets benched in the second quarter <laughs> or gets drilled or something and Justin Fields comes in and he's not going to lose you any more points. Yeah. By the way, for, for reference, in this league, getting a zero in this league is actually not like the worst thing because <laughs> a lot of these guys, if, like for instance, Aaron Rodgers, if he has a very efficient typical game, he's going to score like negative 25 points in this, in the way that the scoring tough. works. So getting benched is not the worst outcome. If, if Dalton comes out here and throws three <laughs> picks in the first half, he's probably getting benched and then yeah, we're good for the rest of the game. Yeah. So we got one Daniel Jones. Two Andy Daltons. I tier like two. Yeah. The tier two quarterbacks are Sam Darnold, Tyra Taylor, Carson Wentz, Tua, and Zach Wilson. Mm. I chose Wentz because he's Wentz, right? Same. Like, we all did this, I If assume. there's anybody that's as bad in the pocket in terms of, like, fumbling and making terrible decisions, as if there's anyone as bad as Daniel Jones in the NFL, it's Carson Wentz. What's your contrarian take, Craig? I zagged and I took Tua. You wow. son of a bitch. Is it Belichick? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I took the guy <laughs> with a shitty offensive line who has still yet to prove that he's good going up against, going up against the greatest defensive coach of all time in New England. Yeah, give it's me a, two. It is a rough draw. It's a rough draw. He doesn't really run. Wentz could sneak in a, a rushing touchdown. I, Tua could throw three picks. I still kind of like Wentz this. I kind of like the broken this. foot. Shit. <laughs> DK is such a windsock with Tua. It's like any good news, he's like he's back. Any bad news, he's like ah, oh, maybe just he's being sucks. pragmatic. But yeah, no, you're probably right. All right, tier three is Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Baker Mayfield, and Kirk Cousins. I just want to point out briefly that Jimmy Garoppolo quietly was like the fourth best or worst, depending on you count it. 
quarterback yes. in the bad quarterback league if we had done it last year. He's like as in he sucked the most. He would have sucked them. He was like almost on a Daniel Jones level for Jimmy G. But I took Fitzpatrick here. Me too. I took Jimmy Garoppolo. Jameis is like the obvious pick, but I come like I feel like he wouldn't be playing if Sean Payton thought he was going to turn over the ball. I'm just like Fitzpatrick is still good for like a pick or three. Yeah, and like the Chargers have a good defense. I mean, Fitz is pretty hot and cold. It's not insane to imagine him with a fumble and three picks in this game, even if he puts up like 300 yards. I think the Washington offense will start out a little slower than people think. I just think that just because Fitzpatrick is smart and old and went to Harvard, it's like he doesn't just immediately know the entire offense. Like he's not Tom Brady with the Bucs. And even they had grow, growing pains. So I do think it'll start a little slow. So part of the reason I went with Garoppolo, and I'm re- I'm sort of second-guessing myself now, but like there's an actual chance he plays like half the snaps. Like it's not as good as getting benched, but there's a chance he plays like half the snaps as some of these other guys and doesn't accumulate many yards, doesn't rush. We could just throw the ball 11 times. Like was that in Like would that be that surprising to you at like all? Yeah. Two real hours. I could see that. Just they beat the Lions by that much. All right, tier four. It's Matt. These are where the guys kind of are good. Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence. I took Joe Burrow before. Yeah, I think that's the obvious one, yeah. Before, I though, a giraffe in a zoo in Baton Rouge named after Joe Burrow died of an illness that happened earlier today on Thursday, which is probably not a great omen for right. Joe Burrow this weekend. Our condolences to the giraffe and his family. Uh, I went with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> mainly because I think they're going to fall behind early-ish in the game and then have to rely on Big Ben to like sling it around. And I could just see him throwing two picks in this game pretty easily. Oh, listen, anytime... Ben is always a candidate to just launch four picks <laughs> in the game. I went with Burrow. I don't know. The guy's still shaky on his knee. Jamar yeah. Chase needs stripes on a football in order to catch it. Okay. Things aren't looking great. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why athletes don't speak to reporters. Like, yeah, straight seriously. up. Like, if you've ever, like, if you're ever wondering why these guys just don't like the media, it's because Jamar Chase gives an honest and thoughtful answer <laughs> of like the difference between an NFL football and a college football, and he describes it. And now it goes around viral, and everyone's like, oh, "Those fucking idiots blaming the ball for why it can't catch." I'm like, he was just asked about the difference, and I don't blame him for hating everyone now. I was texting my friend, like, he was probably just sitting back, kind of just having a nice conversation with a reporter, and this was probably one of, like, the 15 things they talked about, and he was like, yeah, you know, actually, it's a bit weirder, because the ball doesn't have stripes on it, and now it's, like, all over the internet. He blames this for his drop issues, accountability. Poor Jamar Chase. Bad vibes in the Bengals. Tier 5. Now it gets tough. Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill. This is hard. I went with Justin Herbert, because I think... We all need to chill a little bit on Herbert, and also the Washington defense is good. I won't chill on it, so I took Hurts because <laughs> we literally don't know if Jalen Hurts is good at football. We know the other three guys are. Well, he, he has made all four college football playoffs, so he's good at football. I went with Hurts, too. Yeah, So I went with Hurts. Last year, he was one of the worst passers. Based on like his four-game start stint, He his passing was pretty atrocious. It hurts a lot that he's such a good runner. And if he yeah. runs a lot and he scores a touchdown on the ground or whatever, like, actually, do touchdowns on the ground count? Yeah, they're negative yeah. six. Okay, so it's just like uh, it's like anything. The opposite. Else. Got it. It's the inverse. It's yeah. in, except for the turnovers, interceptions are like ten, and lost fumbles are like seven. If he does what he, what I think he's going to do, which is run and score touchdowns with his legs, like it's going to hurt. But I also think he was the worst passer of this group by a large, large margin, least efficient. And it wouldn't be that surprising to have him throw a couple picks, honestly. So that's why I went with Hurts. All right. On that note, the last tier six 
tier six is good quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Patrick Mums, Aaron Rodgers. I went with Josh Allen because like, Me too. I'll be freaking damned if he can't still throw two interceptions in a game. You're leaning into this. Josh Allen is actually going to just be well, bad look, again thing. It, it's you also have Aaron Rodgers who throws like two picks a year. You have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes who throws zero picks in September. And then you got, it's Kyler and Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's the most chaotic. Dude, Craig read my mind. I mean, again, Craig, Mahomes did you choose Josh Allen picks too? in the last two yeah, seasons. Wow. Well, I mean, I understand not choosing Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes. I mean, and also they're going up against like TJ Watt. Like, I don't know, a strip sack. Like, it's possible. Okay, that's fair. I went with Kyler Murray, but I get it. I get it. Um, he he would have been my second pick, but the rushing thing is scary with Josh Allen and Kyler. But yeah, it's just like to also to hype it's his take purge from Monday. Like, oh, what if he just sucks? Josh, like, like Josh Allen could just be like a little ex, a little too chaotic this year. He's still he's still kind of good, but but like not as good. On that note, to go back to the props for a second, I don't remember the exact number. The Steelers defense to score like the first touchdown of the game is like sixty to one or something. I was like, mm. if the Bills come out. And Josh Allen throws a pick six to Minka Fitzpatrick on like the first like drive of the game would just be freaking perfect. That would be the apex mountain for that take. Wow. Now we're getting too meta. All right. Well, that's it then. DK, you took Kyler. We took Josh. All right. So I've got Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Fitz, Joe Burrow, Herbert, and Josh Allen. It's my bad quarterback team. I got Andy Dalton tier one, Wentz, Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray. I'm feeling really good about it. I got Dalton, Tua, Fitz, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Feeling great. I, I, I'm I feeling great about my team. I am loving this. I'm feeling great about this game. Please play with us at FanDuel.com slash BadQB. You can join in. There's only 10,000 spots. I think like a good amount of them are already gone, even though this podcast has not gone up yet. So, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go, big news. Just hit the Twitters. Oh. Oh. The Ravens are signing veteran free agent Devontae Freeman to the practice squad per Drew Rosenhaus drink. This is from Adam Schefter, by the way. That's why I say drink. <laughs> Rosenhaus. The idea is that Freeman will be promoted to the Ravens active roster. What if Freeman gets promoted over Le'Veon Bell? I think I would rather have Freeman than Le'Veon Bell. Like, no I doubt. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Really? I, yes. I think Devontae Freeman will play more. If either of them are fantasy relevant, I would pick Devontae Freeman. Like, Why? Devontae Freeman hasn't had a relevant moment in like three years. Why is he better than Le'Veon? I just think his skill set is like, if someone's going to get goal line touches, I think it would be Devontae over Le'Veon. And I also just kind of think he is it's crazy to say, I think he's more tread on his tires. Hmm. I don't know. I have the opportunity right now to add him and drop Le'Veon <laughs> Bell. Do I do it? Oh boy. Look, it's not like the Ravens throw to their running backs. Like, what are you holding on to Levy on Bell for so he can catch? Like, they're not going to do it. They're the same age. They're both 29. Damn, running back know. years. It's like 46. No offense to any 46-year-olds listening to this podcast. I don't know. I guess I just don't really get the argument of why Devontae Freeman is better I, than... I think we're approaching the point where it's... This backfield now is a mishmash of, like, I don't know who's valuable anymore. Because I think Tyson Williams will be the starter. But like Gus Edwards was worth rostering because you there was a like certainty that if Jacob Dobbins got hurt, he'd be good. And also Gus Edwards would have his own independent role. I feel like that entire concept, the premise that you necessarily want the backups in this offense is now shattered. Like this is a cursed team. And even though there's a ton of rushing, if Tyson Williams is the main guy, I feel like that other role might be split in so many different ways. And the Ravens themselves will be tinkering with the position so much that I don't know who's going to have any consistent fantasy value for more than three weeks at a time other than Tyson Williams. 
Yeah, so this guy, Jeff Zrebich, probably mispronouncing that. He's a Ravens reporter for The Athletic, said that the Ravens were interested in signing Freeman earlier in the week after they felt he had a good workout. With a path to immediate playing time, Freeman now comes aboard. Unlike Bell, he has camp and preseason under his belt. Could make him more ready to step up. There you go. That sounds like a play way go. of saying someone's in shape and someone is not, which again comes back to like, how is Le'Veon Bell going to get enough reps to uh, be relevant? Anyway. Any opportunity I can get to drop Le'Veon Bell, I will do it. I'm, I think this is it. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I wanted to add that when you do, if you're on Fandle, just unless, if you don't want to type in the the uh, URL, you could just go to NFL and then it's under game styles. You know how there's a single game, full roster, snake, blah, blah, blah. Just go to the bottom. It says bad quarterback league right there under the NFL tab. And so if you haven't joined Findle yet, use our promo code. It's Ringer Fantasy. Yeah. A little discount. It's a big discount. Also, we're doing a green room Sunday morning. Be there. Nine o'clock Pacific. Yeah, Spotify green room. Check it out on Twitter. Get Download the green room app. We'll be doing start, sit, other stuff, talk and shop. 9 a.m. <laughs> cup of Joe in our Talking hands. Shop. Well, I mean, it, yeah. it'll be noon for me on the East Coast, but yeah. Okay, Hyvitz will have an IPA in his hand, yeah. and <laughs> we will uh, be helping you out. Yeah, so, uh, download the Green Room app, and then you can join. Join in at noon. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to FanDuel. Thank you to yeah. Thank you, Green Room. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, the White Stripes. Oh, Jack White. There you go. You big Jack White guy. I mean, he's a good guitar player. Okay. That was him and his wife in that band, right? And then they got a divorce. You're at, you're asking you know or are you telling me? I, I'm confirming with you. <laughs> I, I thought they were confirming, confirming with Google. Google. <laughs> well, now I am, but I, that, that was what I originally <laughs> thought. Fleetwood Mac situation. Yes, yes, yes. The group consisted of Jack White and his ex-wife, Meg White. There we Thank go. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Meg White. Icky thump. Dun, 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 dun. All right, goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.